Yeah, wow is indeed, wow is right. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about remaining pure, okay? Remaining pure. Last week we talked about marriage. The week before that we talked about love. And love and marriage, they really tie hand in hand because you can't have a successful marriage if you don't have love. And you can't have, a, you can't have love without God, and God is love, right? So everything we're doing is tying together. This topic of purity is also uh, tied along with the other two, uh, but just what is purity? You know, you hear a lot about purity, right? Uh, people are like, you know, man, this kid, he's so pure, man. He's so innocent, and I'm looking at them like, what you mean? This kid just lied to me, right? I mean, it's, it's talking about like four-year-old cousins, right? Like, oh, man, he's so innocent. He's so pure. I'm like, man, this kid just lied to me, and then he took my chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Remember, you, know, you ever had that little cousin that always got away with everything? You never? Okay, some of y'all don't come from Latino families, man, with lots of cousins. Yeah. If you don't know, but maybe you had a little brother or uh, a maybe bigger brother, right? And you're around the same age, and when you're young, they're just like, let everything ha- go. You know what I'm saying? Because they're cute, and they're innocent, they're pure, right? But, okay, what is purity? Is it just like someone that's young? Is it someone that never had sex? Is that just what purity is, Right? Is this just someone that maybe, uh, you know, they're clean, right? They're so fresh and so clean, right? Is that what it is? If you didn't get that song reference, it's okay. But, it, Mojo, did you get the song reference? You got it? Okay. I know Kelvin got it in the back. Shout out to Kelvin. He knows those songs. That's outcast. But is this someone that just dresses good? They're on all white, right? What is purity? What is it, right? That's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. But... Nowadays, in this hookup culture with lying, we just get your money no matter what. We have kind of corrupt politicians. We have guys that have multiple girlfriends lying about it, girls that are talking to multiple guys. We got Tinder uh, that we just, we, we just don't understand, right, what purity is in this society. And what we need to do is go back to the Bible because this generation will say that purity is outdated. Everybody say purity. That word is almost completely extinct from society nowadays, purity. Society says it's outdated, it's no longer needed, no longer important, and we also automatically think, we also automatically think that it is just about not losing your virginity, right? But with that being said, it's not. It's not about just losing your virginity. It is about Jesus. Now, One word determines whether or not we are pure. It's just one word, and that's hope. Hope determines whether we are pure or not. Everybody say hope. Hope. Everybody say hope. Hope. That determines whether we are pure or not. Now, hope is an expectation like I was talking about earlier, but it's exclusively tied to Jesus. So this hope is not like, man, well, I'm going to just hope for you know, the PS4, to, uh, the PS5 to come out this year so I can copy. I know my grandma's been wanting to give me a gift. I'm going to hit her up with that. Come on, abuela. Let's get it going. Give me that PS5. Or it's not just, man, I hope this, I hope this girl sees me when I, when I cross this dude over, and then maybe she'll give me her number. No, it's not that, right? And hope is not uh, maybe you'll get that text back from that person, right? No, it's, that's not hope. And hope is not even hoping that Donald Trump doesn't re-win uh, the election, right? That's not even hope, right? Hope is tied exclusively to Christ. Hope is tied to a person, not a circumstance. So this hope, right, 
brings us purity, actually, according to the Bible, right? So how is someone made pure? By having their hope put in Christ, right? So how is someone made pure? By having their hope in Christ. That's how they're made uh, pure. And that, that's really the message, but we're going to get in, into it. But purity in itself is being like Christ, okay? It's not being like someone who doesn't really, you know, just talk to other people or they're very silent, very timid. That's not, that's not just what purity is. And, and those who hope in him are pure, right? They're pure, and without purity, you will not see God. So those are three things I want you to understand in this message, that purity is about being like Christ, right? Everybody say, being like Christ. And then those who hope in him are pure, okay? Say that. Those who hope in him are pure. Now, without purity, you will not see God. Say, no Dios, no God, no purity, no God. That means you will not be able to see the glory that you came to Elevate every Friday to learn, learn about. You'll not be able to see the Jesus that has changed all of history. You'll not be able to see this God. If we go to John 3, verses 1 through 3. John 3, verses 1 through 3. It says right here, uh, I mean, my bad, First John 3, 1 through 3, sorry. First John 3, 1 through 3. It says in 1 John 3, 1 through 3, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. Everybody say children of God. That is what we are. That is what we are as children of God. If you put your faith in Christ, if you are born again, you are a child of God. Other than that, you're a child of the devil. All right? And that's, that's something you don't want to be. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. Everybody say, like him. For we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves. Everybody say, purify themselves. And on the count of three, let's say these last uh, five words. One, two, three. Just as he is pure. That's a big statement right there. When we put our hopes in Christ, we are pure just as he is pure, right? So the first thing, purity is about being like Christ just as he is pure. Purity has a character and person tied to it, and that is Christ. So that is Jesus. Jesus was the purest man that ever lived. You think about purity, Jesus is the spokesperson. He's the one that can talk on purity. He is the standard, and he is pure in every way. I have lots of conversations about people, maybe with some of you in this room, and I've asked you, you know, what do you think about Jesus? And you guys will tell me what you think, and I'll ask you, okay, do you think he's perfect? Some of you have said, and it will say maybe, no, he's not perfect. No one's perfect. I had a conversation like that with a kid uh, at my, I think at my job or somewhere, I forgot, and I'm like, uh, what do you think about Jesus? And then I asked him, like, do you think he's perfect? Do you think he was perfect? Nah, man, he sinned. Everybody has had to sin. Everybody's had to sin. No one is perfect. And I was actually with Kelvin. Where's Kelvin? Kelvin's doing security. We were, we were evangelizing at Stymas, right? And I asked him, like, what do you think about Jesus? And he said, no, nobody's perfect, right? And understand this. No one would know what a crooked line was unless there was a straight line. 
Everybody understand that? Victor's like, oh, what you mean? You talking some nonsense. Crooked line, straight line. No, understand this, right? All right, everybody, oh, I was going to do something. So imagine like a, a, a crooked line, right? Like I'm trying to make my arm crooked like those cartoons. Can someone come up here and like just kind of like do this? I'll just do it. All right, this is, I got scoliosis, so if I don't straighten out my back, this is how I'm going to look in like 30 years. But hopefully I'll straighten out my back. All right, God willing, right? So this is crooked, right? Everybody knows this is crooked. Why? Because everybody knows that straight is like this. But let's say everybody in the world walk like this. Like, hey, what's up? I mean, some people do walk like that, right? <laughs> but let's say people walk like this. Everybody walk like this. Everybody would think this is straight. You wouldn't know what an actual straight line is until someone brought one and showed you what it was. So Christ is that standard. He is the straight line. He is perfection. He is perfection. He shows us the standard of purity. And he was pure in his intentions. Everybody say intentions. He was pure in his desires. Everybody say desires. And he was pure in his thoughts. Everybody say thoughts. So your thoughts have to be pure, okay? Your thoughts have to be pure. Now, that's a hard thing to think about, that your thoughts are pure because so many thoughts come to your mind. And now we think, man, how could Jesus ever think pure? Listen, Jesus was tempted with everything that we were tempted with, but he did not sin. He was ultimately pure. And in being pure, he showed us how to be pure. So he's the example of purity. He's the definition of purity. And he himself is the standard in everything he does in every way. So what is defining purity for you? Do you define yourself as pure, and why do you? Why do you define yourself as pure? What is your standard of purity, and where did you get that standard from? Are you looking at your mom who has four baby daddies and saying, my mom is pure? No, honestly, God bless your mom. I pray that she'd be saved, but that's not the standard of purity. Are you looking at your cousin who got like four, four girls on the side, and he's married? Nope, that, he ain't pure. He ain't pure. Don't, look, don't get your standard from him. You're looking at your friends who watch porno- pornography, who lie, who steal, who cheat, and you're saying, man, yeah, my friends are pure. No, that's not it. What is your standard? It has to be Christ. Now, if we hope in him, if we go back to him, um, oh, we're already there. If we hope in him, <coughs> hope in him, and it makes one pure, Everybody say hope. Now, I already talked about hope, so we don't need to get more into it. But it's more than just a strong feeling. It's more than wanting something to just be fulfilled. Right? Christ shows us what hope is. Okay? He is almost like hope itself. We are hoping in him. He is our hope. Now, those that have their hope in him, right, their hope, their expectation is in Christ. The Bible says that they purify themselves. Everybody say, purify yourselves. So, before Christ, you were dirty. Everybody say, dirty. You were like, though, I don't know if y'all ever seen those Dove commercials. I know they don't show them anymore, but I've used this example before. If, like, imagine, you know, the oils that spill in the ocean, any any eco. Dawn? 
It's the same thing, right? Dove. Oh, because dove is a, see, I got confused because dove is an actual bird and dawn is the sun. Then it comes, the, yeah, so, right, dawn, dove, dawn, dawn, dawn commercials where there's like a, a little like duck or goose and they're like all oily and stuff because, you know, people have oil and it spills into the ocean and then some dude comes with some gloves and he cleans them all up, right? You see, those commercials show us a little example of what we were before Christ. We were covered in sin, right? Sin had spilled into the world, and we were covered in it. We were impure. We were filthy. Christ comes now with no gloves, right? He just cleans us up with his righteousness once we put our hope in him. So we were once filthy like those birds in those dove commercials, or dawn commercials, and now we are made clean. Okay, once we put our hope in him. But here's the thing. The hope in Christ not only purifies us, but it helps us remain pure. Everybody say remain pure. If we can go to 1 Corinthians 6, verses 18 to 20. Verses 18 to 20. I'm thirsty today, man. Okay. So verses 18, flee from sexual morality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So understand this. We were messed up in that oil of sin, Dirty, away from God, and Christ bought us back with himself, with his blood. So that is the price that we were bought with. Understand this. Every one of you were bought with that price. Whether, you, whether or not you want to put your hope in Jesus and receive the reward that Jesus bought for you, that's up to you. But never, nevertheless, Jesus bought you with his blood. You were bought with a price. So if you do put your hope in Christ, your body is not your own. That's right. You don't own a thing on you. That means your eyes, you don't get to just look at anybody and think whatever you want to think. You don't get your hands, you don't get to just put your hands anywhere and do whatever you want to do. You belong to Christ. Your body is not your own now. So therefore, honor God with your bodies. This is how you remain pure. You flee from all sexual immorality. A lot of you guys, a lot of you males, and some females, you're stuck in pornography and masturbation. You're stuck in it. And you're wondering, man, dude, I was just on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, you're on Facebook. You're like, man, then all of a sudden I saw this girl on Facebook. And I was like, man, I clicked on her page. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to keep looking. Then all of a sudden, I clicked on another website. And I'm like, I'm just going to look. I'm not going to do anything. And you just keep playing with sexual morality, playing with it instead of fleeing from it. And then that's why you're in sin right now. That's why you're in this problem. Some of you guys that you, you've had sex outside of marriage, you, you've had a girlfriend. You said, I'm, I'm going to do it right. I'm not going to sin. But every time you're with her, you don't ever flee from sexual morality. Every time you're with him, you don't flee from sexual morality. You just play around with it like it's your friend. Like it's cool, man. Like, dude, me and sexual morality, bro, we know our space. He knows to stay there, and I know to stay here. No, sin is ready to devour you. 
See, sin isn't just something that, you know, tickles you like, here you go. Here you go. Here's a little bit of sin in your life. You're like, stop it. Stop it, sin. No, sin will eat you alive. Sin will take everything in your life. That is what the devil's plan. That is how the devil has a tool for sin. So Paul is urging us now, flee from sexual immorality. Flee from it. And all other sins a person commit outside the body, but whoever sins sexually, this sexual sin sins against their own body. You sin against your own body. When you don't do this, you sin against yourself. You're not only sinning against God, but you're sinning against yourself, who obviously God owns. So you have to remain pure. When you put your hope in Christ, that is how you remain pure. And this is the practical. You just flee from it. You just flee from it. Just run away from it. Stop playing games. Just like Joseph in the Old Testament ran away from Potiphar's friendly wife, you got to run away from that website. you got to run away from that girl, that guy. you got to run away from those things, that greed. Okay? you got to run away in order to remain pure. And this goes for those that are married, single, young. The only way to be pure is to put your hope in Christ. That means you may tell me, man, dude, nah, dude I don't do it. Like, I, I had uh, some guy at Stymas, he was like, yeah, man, I don't really lie. I mean, I lied a few times. I don't know if I stole. Nah, I've never looked at a woman lust, with lust in my eyes. Nah, I don't do that, man, I don't do that. And this dude is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. He's basically saying, I'm good, I'm pure. But if his hope is not in Christ, he needs to understand what purity is. He has a different standard. Without putting your hope in Christ, you are not pure. Your intentions for this life, your hopes for this life, your purposes and desires in this life are not aligned with Christ, the straight, the one who wrote the straight line. Therefore, your line is crooked. You're not pure. You're impure. Because purity is something that is not diverted. It's something that is not per, uh, perverted. It's something that is straight and on the narrow path. That is pure. So are you pure as he is pure? That's a big question. Are you pure as he is pure? Because if you put your hope in him, right, that is the standard that Christ is consistently putting you on. If you are following Christ, your hope is in Christ. The minute you drift away from the standard, he's like, hey, come back to purity. Put your hope back in me. Let's go. Keep your hope in me. Keep your hope in me. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? His rod and his staff, they comfort me. What does that mean? That means the things he uses to guide you and beat you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Anybody get spanked before for a good reason? I've been spanked for a good reason, right? But his discipline, his love for you, when he rebukes you, like, hey, what you doing? That's sin. Get back in line. Hey, what you doing, bro? That's not right. It's like, imagine if you have a son. I know most of you have never had a son. Or imagine you are the son, right? Maybe that'd be better. And you're starting to, like, not pay attention. So I, I take care of kids that are pre-K as well in gym, and they be clueless, man. They be just running around into walls and stuff. I mean, I'm kind of clumsy like that too, but they're worse. They just be like looking this way, running, and then bumping into people. And sometimes we're like that. We're like running away from the, from the path, the standard, the purity, what, what the hope that Christ has set for us, right, to put ourselves in uh, the hope that we have in Christ. We run away from it, and God has to put us back, right? So we have to understand that Jesus wants us on the standard. He wants us here. He doesn't want us diverting from it. He doesn't want us running away from it. He doesn't want us trying to find loopholes to, to be pure while being impure at the same time. Just be pure as he is pure. Make it simple, Make it simple, because without his purity, without this purity, you will not see God. You will not see God. If we go back to 1 John, 
chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, we'll see this. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be, that means future tense, has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, everybody say Christ appears, we shall be like him. So we're not going to be like LeBron. We're not going to be like Dwayne Wade or, or Luka Doncic, or we're not going to be like Donald Trump. We're not going to be like some celebrity, some, some person that we kind of think we look up to. No, no, no. If Christ appears and we don't look like him, he ain't going to recognize us. What is, uh, what is the title that Jesus calls himself as, besides son of man? What is it? Son of whom? Say it out loud. Son of God. So when he comes here, what is he looking for? Sons and daughters of God. So you have to be pure just as he's pure. When he comes back, he doesn't see y'all family. Y'all invited to the cookout. If y'all, if he comes back and he doesn't recognize you, you're not in. You're not in. You didn't make it. You didn't make the cut. You didn't make the team. You didn't put your hope in him. You see, without this purity that we get when we put our hope in Christ, we will not see God. If we go to Matthew 5, verse 8, please. This is the Beatitudes. If you haven't read the Beatitudes, please do. If you got A attitude, get in the B attitude. Thank you, Kelvin. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. If I can have Lawrence up to the keys, please. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This is an insane thing. This should get us thinking. Blessed are the pure in heart. This is literally Jesus talking. He's saying blessed. Imagine, right? Jesus himself saying blessed. Are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I wonder what this crowd is thinking right now. He's talking to a crowd. Jesus didn't just have 12 people around him. He had people. He had influence in that culture. He was talking to thousands of people. Of course, later on, those thousands of people wanted to kill him, right? But nevertheless, he was talking to a crowd of people. People that probably were, some of them were prostitutes, right? Some of them were his disciples. Some of them were drunkards. Some of them were tax collectors, impure, greedy people. Because purity doesn't just have to do with lust and sexuality, but it has to do with greed, corruption, things that you want to do that are opposite of God. Like saying to people, you're this way, but really you're another way. Saying to people, man, I really mean this, but you mean another thing. God, the Bible says that God hates all different types of measuring scales. That means if you're measuring your life, if you're, if you're, pretending to be this way around people i'm pretending to be holy i'm pretending to be right i'm pretending to be all about god but really what you desire is just popularity in the church what you desire is just people to be around you but you don't really want jesus you don't really believe in jesus god hates that he wants you to be real he wants your thoughts your intentions that means the things you want to do to be pure see what a lot of people don't understand, I was talking to a, uh, one of the kids because they were cheating and lying in the game, and they were being impure. So I, 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 I literally gave them a lecture, right? I'm that gym teacher because it's a Christian school, so I get to preach to them sometimes. So I tell them, you know, sit down, everybody, sit down. And I'm like, listen, 
Y'all can be so mean sometimes. You guys can be so mean. But yet so sensitive. You guys are talking about their lying, but you're lying at the same time. Y'all talking about them cheating, but you're cheating too. Y'all need to stop this and just be like Jesus. And then this girl, right away, like she was trained. She's like, how can we be like Jesus? We've sinned. We're sinners. And Jesus is perfect. Nobody's perfect. It was like the, like literally like she set me up, man, for that alley-oop, dude. It was like, dunk. Because I, now I got the opportunity to explain to her that Jesus, when he saved us, he saved us from our sin, right? He saved us from our sin separated us from our sin, took us away from our sin. So when we put our hopes in Christ, he takes the impurity away from us, and he gives us his purity. This purity is a gift. This purity is a gift. Some of y'all want to live in your sin. Some of all y'all want to live in your impurity. And what you're doing is you're living not with a gift, but with a curse, a curse to never be honest, to lack integrity, to never look at, be able to look at a girl and, and have her as a friend, but always trying to think about getting at her. Same with a guy. You're missing out on what God destined in your life because of impurity. You guys could all stand if we can have, uh, if I can have um, the altar workers, please.